Want to help keep the lights on in Anarchy Basement? Then go to PRLfans.com. There you can find links to Patreon, PayPal, our Bitcoin info, and other ways to help support the podcast. Now, enjoy the show. The state, and I know I'm a slave. We can make a break, break the power, break the power. Hello. Welcome to the Punk Rock Libertarians podcast, episode 349. Tonight, I'm joined with Jared Schneiderman. Hey, guys. And returning again is Nicholas Pacone. Hey. And as always, James Babb. Hello. What's up, guys? We were Not just, too much. We were just discussing how much uh, money Nick stole from an ATM this week. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Don't Nick say that. A few, Nick is a fugitive. <laughs> I kid. I kid. He's been getting this intel on how like the back of banks work and ATMs and money moves. <laughs> Like this, like we really needed an inside guy here for a while. Well, there, there, there goes that that raise I was hoping for. <laughs> I'm sorry, I kid, I kid. But yeah, it's just been a. We we're just talking about how it's been like kind of like a boring week this week so far. Oh, um, are but, you kidding? Uh, boring week? Uh, boring week news wise. Well, what about Dogecoin? I mean, come on. Well, oh, uh, well, that's probably been the biggest thing. Uh, um. Yeah, so Elon Musk was on Saturday Night Live last night, and apparently, which had a multiple different storylines, because earlier in the week, people were saying that they needed a safe space because or the cast, some of the cast members on Saturday Night Live were saying that they didn't want to perform with him. They couldn't be in the same room. He was with him. too rich, or what is their requirement? Mm, he didn't I don't know. Kids. <laughs> like. <laughs> 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 i have no clue but like, it's just typical god I, I don't know what do you what do you i did you guys hear anything about that because i, I didn't hear was, about that yeah but I, I, mean, I, I heard well, the, who were the well first of all i was surprised that the the buried lead is that saturday night live still exists right like, <laughs> yeah I, I was kind I, of along that lines myself like, i had no idea and then people were like did you see it i'm like i don't even have tv Mo- like what like or <laughs> How how do you even watch Saturday Night Live if you're into it? Is it on T like regular TV? <laughs> well, what yes. It's like how know. many of you guys knew that the Simpsons went on after Phil Hartman died? I didn't. I I mean I did. Unfortunately, I was I was a fan of it for a long time after it it jumped the shark. Really, but yeah, Saturday Night Live's been so fucking terrible for at least coming up on twenty years. It's just been terrible. You know, Will Ferrell was probably the last real funny. I mean, I guess what you had, uh, um, Andy Sandberg was on there for a while. He was pretty funny, but like other than that, I just I I've never felt every time you turn it in like you think see it was like it. as soon as Keenan as soon as Keenan rose yeah to, rose to yes. power it kind of went downhill. I I miss I feel guilty because there's one video that's like from Saturday Night Live that I watch on YouTube all the time. And it's it's actually the Rock, who is like in a, an evil villain competition, and he invents a child molesting robot, and that is very to funny. Compete with Hollywood or Washington? Like, <laughs> well, well, the joke. It's honestly the whole joke is it ends up being a White Castle commercial. He like shows up to the evil scientist convention, and they've all invented freeze rays and shrink rays, and they're going to attack the world's uh, national monuments. And he comes in, and he's like. You know, it was supposed to be, we were all supposed to invent the most evil thing we could come up with. And you invented like 
a, 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 a snowstorm in July. You know, I think, uh, you know, child molesting robot pretty much wins, right? Wow. Where do I pick up my prize? <laughs> well, yeah, but see, that's their model. That's Saturday Night Live's model is like they can get like just a few, like how pretty much all late night shows are is what they do is they, they go for the YouTube clip the day after where like just the one little funny hook. And that's what they, that's what gets them the views and the ratings and stuff. Well, I was it gets talking- posted to YouTube. I was talking with Brett Vinod about this the other day because he gets disheartened by this. And because he, he's like, I see, I'll go and I'll watch this video from Jimmy Fallon or from what's it called? And then there'll be a million views on it. And then I'll go, Brett, but that's that's exactly how they freak how they freaked out the people with coronavirus. They're showing these numbers that you're not used to seeing. Go look at a Jake Paul video and then tell me you're sweating that one million views on fucking Colbert. When when Jake Paul has got seven hundred million views on his videos, right? <laughs> like, didn't he just get punched in the face by uh, Floyd Mayweather hopefully. this week? He stole. Wait, Did who's? He? Yeah, some his brother. I don't know if it's Jake or I forget who it is. One of them is fighting Floyd Mayweather, and whoever's yeah. not fighting him, whatever brother that's not fighting him, apparently went up to Floyd Mayweather and took his hat. Like just took his hat off of him, and like his whole crew like beat him up and broke his tooth. And I don't what? even know who these guys are. I know they're like internet personalities. What's the, what's the correct level of retaliation for a for a hat grab? To yeah, what's the nat- fighter? Well, it's, it's <laughs> what's really funny to me is that like the town that those guys are from is like the next neighborhood over from where I really? live. Yeah, like it's like basically you you drive like ten more minutes down the highway, and it becomes this really wealthy suburb of Cleveland that they're from and then like he got famous on youtube and they just moved to la and did that shit he's actually on a, a show that my daughter loves called bizarre Vark. and he was really? just and he just played a dumb idiot like youtube personality it was funny i his stuff's like just dumb and you're like how do people watch this shit and then you're like oh wait we were we're 12 of course we do <laughs> like that's the answer to everything 12 year olds but here's the thing uh, going back to what we were talking about before you know, Keenan Keenan Thompson has been he's been ruining TV shows since like when he was on All That back in the nineties. Whoa, you thought like he ruined all that? Dude, he was so not funny. The I mean, I don't. He was being racist. He was the only black eight year old. Eight year old me laughed a lot at that show and I, laughed a I lot. I loved at Kenan, all that. Keenan and Kel. Well, of course, Keenan Kel was funny, but well, that was only because of Kel. And Kel turned out to be like a crackhead or something. From what I no, I think he just like had a normal life after it. I think he was just Did like. He? Yeah, I, I don't think know. He just like was like I'm, I don't know. Good. I mean, I'm just making assertions here. I have no clue. I have no racist. idea who any of these just people being... are that you're talking about or the shows you're hey, talking about. Yeah, okay, like, boomer. I must have been like in some kind of a like cultural <laughs> void because like, can, like... Can, every time can we get like the girl with the okay boomer tits shaking around like every time you say that to bad <laughs> make my life better. Say, you were smoking. You were so much cool. You were probably like smoking weed and shit at this time. Like you're way more advanced than us. All right. He's he's probably the guy that came up with that video that we watched uh, not terribly long ago about don't do drugs. <laughs> God, that was funny. It sucks that Babs missed that. Like he oh, could really, really exper- experience life more fully through that. We got to put together another one of those panels. Yeah, <laughs> like to see that. See, get get George and Barbara Bush up there. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man it was some it was some type of it was like what was it called it was a psa pretty much with every cartoon character you can think Car- of about like about not doing drugs cartoon in the all 80s. Stars, it was called. yeah the cartoon all-stars and we went over and we just did it like a like a live watching of it and just made fun of it the whole we gotta time. watch it again only really high this time <laughs> maybe we should was that That's like high last time? stuff like nancy reagan or uh it was they were in it. Barbara Bush. Oh, Barbara Bush. Barbara Bush. Yeah, yeah Barbara, Bush. Barbara Bush. They were actually yeah. in this video. Remember how old she was, even as first lady? Like she looked like <laughs> George Senior's mother, even then, right? Nick, and didn't I'm you not suggest we do like being old? You know, at least I'd be judged. But yeah. uh... <laughs> Nick, didn't you do Captain Planet? Didn't you suggest Captain Planet? Well, well so me, yeah, I, I mean, my my my. Well, environmentalism podcast i was doing there we we started going through captain planet episode by episode and that's just hysterical to me which is just ted turner like putting all the propaganda he can into one tv show and i'm sorry <laughs> that was watched by a lot of fucking people <laughs> like there's nobody of our generation that didn't watch captain planet and yeah. holy shit that stuff was intense shit was so heavy propagandized like the propaganda was strong in that shit. The, the 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 main villain in the first episode is Hoggish Greedly, and he drives yep. a big machine that's trying to suck all the oil out of the oceans, and then ends up spraying <laughs> most of it into the ocean. And you're like, what kind of shitty businessman is this fucking dude? You want the oil? You don't waste oil because that's fucking money you're dumping in the ocean. We don't dump money in the ocean. We take the oil to make the fucking money. Oh my god. Well, and how's he sucking it out of the ocean? Oh, dude, it's got like, this giant, like, <laughs> crab-like machine. Is that possible? <laughs> dude. Are there oil wells in the middle? Of the- I guess there are oil wells in the well, ocean. What I'm saying, Jared, is if you really want to laugh your ass off, go, go try to watch some of those episodes, because it's it's worth the worth the time invested. It's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll do, an, we'll do an episode. We'll do yeah, let's, episode. Let's, let's do another episode, like a joint PRL one where we, we go over this. Let, let's do this sometime. And you can what's really weird is you can see some of like the woke shit even back then creeping in. Oh, not man. what not what it Barely. is today, but like it was definitely there. Dude, it was yeah, it was bad, but um, I'm twenty one, bro. Oh we're... well it's, it's 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 sustainable development now is what it's called. Remember that. <laughs> oh good because call. they because they couldn't A make it happen revolution. by twenty twenty one. They had to they had to spark the the COVID stuff to push us. Degrowth. It's the degrowth movement. Degrowth. Uh, speaking of which, That's anyone catch movement. that? Anyone catch Del Bigtree on Pete Quinones this week? Who? No. What now? Wait. What? What topic was it about? What was uh, it about? Vaccines. No, I didn't catch that. Oh, one. dude, it was think. it was intense. No, I, I think the last one I listened to him was with Scott Horton. I think that was the last one. That was this week. Okay. Scott H. The Scott Horton interviews are great. He just basically lets Scott rant, just like he just goes. Well, like, that's it's, yeah. It's it's all, all, that's what you do with. That's what you do with all, Scott. You just I know. give him a topic and just say, "Hey, go for thirty-five minutes before see, you breathe." <laughs> see now, you, now you got Otto's like boner rage and thinking oh, yeah. about how he's going to meet Scott this week. I know. I'm so Dude, that's excited. So cool. That's so awesome. I'm, I, I, no, I'm more. I, the boner is coming from meeting you, Nick. That's uh, in person. That's the boner. And uh, so with the new, by the way, it's like my, my job's changed to it. I don't have to work Saturdays anymore, so nice. I might be able to do Friday to Saturday. Let's see what, what happens. Night is, what night is Scott Horton on? 
Friday. I think, I think Friday. Yeah. No, it's wait. Pittsburgh I take area. Yes, it's a. You know, it is Friday. It's him and Dave Smith are on Friday. And is it Samaroff on Friday too? Maybe I know. I think Rechtenwald is going to be. For everyone listening, we're talking about the the Mises Caucus bash, which is happening uh, at the Libertarian of, uh, Party of Pennsylvania's uh, convention in Pittsburgh this weekend. Um, so we're, I, it's, what do I need for tickets to see Scott Horton? I, I will send sixty bucks for the whole thing, but. It's or twenty. Are you a member of the Libertarian Party of Pennsylvania still? Uh, no, I, I had to renounce them. <laughs> well, how much? How much does it cost to be a member? No, I, I never renounced, but I just never renewed. Well, it's twenty bucks if you join up to the party. You can get in for free. So you just yeah, but a member. that sounds like uh, yeah. Is or you a can pay price for uh, sixty bucks if you want to show up at the door. Yeah, sixty. 60. All right. Yep. That, oh, that's totally worth it. I mean. Cool. Yeah, it's man, be, dude. It's going to be a fun time. I, I know a bunch of people are heading out to this. So after this is over, oh my God, dude, everyone's going to be there. Like, literally, everyone I know. I think the only one who's not going to be there that I can think of off the top of my head would be Tom Woods and. Well, that's about it. <laughs> yeah, and Jared. Well, yeah, well, you're nobody. So you're, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm excited to give Michael Heiss like an in person hug for the first time. That guy needs it. Oh, <laughs> you, you two hugging is like my porn, I guess. That's <laughs> spank bank material. Uh, that's the BBW I, I, shit. Like the, the ability, that kid's ability to stay positive <laughs> with all the shit they sling at him is pretty amazing. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this: Has fakeitarians gotten outraged about Scott Horton yet? Like, no, I'd like to not see yet. Them go that far. They all say that he's um, alt-right adjacent because he is friends with the people from the Mises Caucus. They call Scott Horton alt-right adjacent? Adjacent, yeah, and he's like a fash sympathizer or something like that. A few people have thrown that out. Meanwhile, the guys guys have been... (laughs) If you could see Bad Space... The hardest of lefties are all friends with Scott Horton. He's been a war advocate literally forever. Yeah, not to, mention, not to mention the Libertarian Institute and all the work on police accountability associated. I mean, you know, and how many interviews has Scott done? Like six thousand. I mean, it's thousands and thousands well, and thousands of interviews. That's Quinones's thing too. Is police accountability? They do not care what the fuck you're about, man. It, it's never been about that. Like I said, I got called racist constantly when I was hanging, like actively oh in, with God. the Mises Caucus, and it's like, okay. Great guys, you really got it. Half the half of the uh, the executive staff was black or Mexican or some shit. Yeah, they got like Whatever. it's nine board members, and I think like most are like there's like several women and so and a few people you know. Well, you know, you should just board. remind them that in Pennsylvania, it wasn't the Mises Caucus that invited Augustus Invictus to the Libertarian Party of Pennsylvania convention. Okay, that was a Mister Steve Sheets, right? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's just, re- you know, anyone who wants to throw that around in Pennsylvania, better be careful. Why? Well, I, I guess I don't understand like how that guy ever took off. Like he just had a name like a fucking tool. <laughs> like, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? No, know, no, no, no. Augustus did he really take off? off? <laughs> did he? Did he go anywhere? I mean, yeah, really. I, I mean, he was like little, skyrocketing to the top of the. He, the went, he, he, went, is, well, he had his little bit of notoriety. Well, he did the goat blood stunt, which that's oh. definitely good for a lot of media attention. Spilled beer on myself. 
Did you hear any of his uh, like audio recordings when he was doing like some weird drug trips and doing some like sort of atonal vocalizing? Wasn't he um, sacrificing goats or something? It was like some really weird, like just, you know, whatever your art is, I don't care. But this was definitely some like disturbing audio content. Um and then he was like, uh, yeah, uh, uh, evidently white he, ethno state supporter. It's all that DSMR, you know, like heavy breathing for white supremacists. Yeah. God. DSMR? Yeah, whatever it is. I don't know what the fuck it is. ASMR? Dick, dick SMR? I don't even know what the hell the original thing stands for. Uh, yeah, actually. I don't well, know. I remember Steve Sheet said, but, you know, wait, but I still don't see how he's a fascist. And, and like, well, look at it. He's actually got Mussolini's logo tattooed across his back. Okay. Like, <laughs> they, wow. And he, and he addresses fellow fascists in, you know, in a, in a YouTube video. But oh I still can't. I don't know. Also, Meanwhile, a paper, Otto over also, here also is clearly like a, a fascist. Also a college paper on, on eugenics and you how to use the state to uh, further the, like the human genome or whatever. Oh my God! Why do you want the state yeah. doing that? You know. <laughs> why not? God, you, you get a, you get a, why not? Get a goddamn mail piece of mail delivered reliably. You know. <laughs> you have to wonder how the uh, what's it called there, like how Harvard didn't pick him up with writing papers like that. You know. That's like what they love. Harvard. You think he should have got like a like a scholarship at Harvard for that, or? Well, I think I think that's generally what they give him out for. Well, he could still get one, right? I suppose. You know, and then Never you get your, then then you get your position over the Tavistock Institute, and before you know it. Oh boy! Here comes Doomer Nick. <laughs> I know. <laughs> He's getting revved up. About to leave the station. I love it. So we were, we had I was having like my weekly school sucks meeting this week um, with the people over in that audience crew, and I, I'm like, so how many of you guys think that I'm incredibly depressing? Because I feel like every time I'm on punk rock libertarians, like I'm just like putting everyone into like full doomer mode over there. <laughs> well, no. that, what, what was their answer? Vibe, what's the vibe on school sucks? Is it positive? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's 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 every every Sunday at ten a.m. we get together and do our little Zoom call, and it's more therapy than anything else. Like, can you believe Brett this? Really shit? Has a, I love Brett's production style. He really has a he puts out a colleague, uh, high quality product. Well, and wonder what that's like. <laughs> yeah, well, I have no idea. I just figure well, it's beyond my ability. Well, he's got <laughs> he's got he's got something new that he's going to be putting together. So oh, keep your eyes peeled. Oh shit! Um, already, you know. I think Corey Corey DeAngelis has kind of taken his thunder as far as like being like the education guy in the liberty movement. Yeah, I heard him on. I think it was on Malice. Yeah, I think it was on Malice. It was he was it it was good. His messaging's good, you know. What's up? His messaging's really good, and he 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 works. He's in not in like the. We'll say like the truther kind of space as much as Brett kind of gets attached to. So he has more of an end with like the Republicans and stuff that he can at least help shoe policy one direction or another in that way that right. I think Brett would have always had trouble with. Right. But, but you oh. know, Dogecoin. 
<laughs> yeah, Dogecoin. So, so, so what is Dogecoin other than a meme coin? Someone catch me up on this. I mean, that's basically it's pretty yeah, much it's a meme coin. It I that's think it, it was a, I think it was a fork of a fork of Bitcoin. <laughs> at some point, but yeah, I mean, it's basically just a meme coin that Elon Musk has been pushing for the past, I don't know, six months. Well, somebody months. leaked the rumor that he was going to be on SNL and doing a Dogecoin skit. So then, right. the, then the speculation began. Although it, it did more recently, tank, I think it might be bouncing back. Who knows? Dogecoin might. Well, yeah. Not be so I actually I was hanging out with some buddies. We got drunk and we decided we were going to watch at least like the beginning of SNL until until they said the word Dogecoin, which we figured would be pretty immediately. Um, and so like right before I just was like, fuck, I didn't have any Dogecoin because I had sold like whatever I had before. I was like, fuck it. And I bought like two hundred dollars worth. And then so as soon as the as the show like started. Like it starts climbing, Dogecoin starts climbing, and it gets all the way up to like seventy-five. Like maybe like right right as they're doing like the intro segment where they're now they're like wearing their masks and they're like running around New York City and shit. Uh-huh. And then and then as soon as they get to like the part where Elon does his little monologue and he brings like his mom up because it's Mother's Day shit, and the mom's like talk like trying to be funny, but it's extremely awkward and uncomfortable because they both have like Aspergers. Um, and so like. <laughs> And so, like, she says something about, like, getting her Dogecoin for Mother's Day. And then he says, I don't know, it's some I little stupid like, joke. I got you a present for Mother's Day. And she yeah. says, something like, I hope it wasn't Dogecoin. I hope it was. And he says it was. And then as soon as he says that, literally, like, it fucking plummets. <laughs> like, this, like the price, the price plummets from, like, exactly 75. Yeah. The price plummets from 75 cents to like 50 cents and then it keeps kind of going down throughout the night so what you're saying is like 50 bucks what you're saying (laughs) is that this is like 40 reality now like the comedy yeah like the comedy has reached out into reality like where they realize that since snl isn't funny anymore they actually have to make things happen in the real world that are funny Mm. Like everyone losing money on Dogecoin is fucking hilarious to me. Yeah, right. Well, <laughs> actually, so that was the joke. Got a that huge bump from Dogecoin. Think about it. Think Lauren, of it like people are thinking. I think like Lauren Michaels was going to get pumped on SNL. No, the opposite. Yeah, yeah Lauren yeah, Michaels was a was one of the whales, and he just dumped it. So then the price dropped. Who that did? was all part of it. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the whale? I, I was just saying, Lauren Michaels. He's like the guy, the creator of uh, of the SNL, the guy running the show. He knew this it is, all This is along. a joke. This isn't real. <laughs> Four, it's like 40, 40 chess, man. I'm telling you. I think there are a couple like large wallets of Dogecoin that are out there. Oh, like, there's one wallet that has like a billion, billions of dollars of Dogecoin. Jesus Christ. Which is insane. Dude. I have to imagine how much money you'd have to have to want a billion dollars of Dogecoin. <laughs> I feel like, that's a, feel like that is a safe investment. I mean, I guess if you were, I mean, it could be some wallet that was mined like way long time ago and it's just sitting somewhere. Had no one to has access yeah. To it. yeah, that's it has to be because did, well, I, um, I got I got screwed out of 14,000 Doge by Bitrex, Bitrex mm. exchange because like I had um, it was like it was so worthless and then they delisted it. They might have warned me, but it was so worthless. I didn't care. And it oh. evaporated. Because I, I had no wallet, there was no wallet or anything at that time. So, like, yeah. whatever. And um, now they're relisting it. So I sent them a message like, "Hey, uh, where's my Doge? Yeah. <laughs> Good luck, right? 
Yeah. Right. Fuck. That sucks. But uh, whatever. You know, shit. That's the world of shit coins. Yeah. I lost uh, all my Nexus. That, you know, that shit that Bergman was pushing real hard <laughs> back in like 20. That was the official punk rock libertarians coin yeah. for a long Dude, time. Nodes in space. That's that's what got me into Nexus. They, I, I mean, it's like, a cool. Nodes in space. I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, he was a big libertarian guy too, the uh, the creator. He was like he works for like Elon Musk or something. He worked for like SpaceX or something. Wasn't Patrick Byrne involved? His dad is Cantrell. Yeah, Cantrell was involved. Formerly affiliated with uh, Elon, right? Had his own like rocket companies for a while. Jim Cantrell is not part of Nexus, but well, his son, yeah, his son, his son, yeah. But they were trying to put, yeah, they're trying to put like um, satellites into space to basically have the network live on these satellites or something it but it ended up just being complete vaporware and never happened but i had a whole bunch of nexus um that was on this cryptocurrency site called uh cryptopia and then like i just like it was nexus so like i didn't care enough to like move it to a wallet and then their their fucking exchange got hacked well there were no wallets for nexus for a long time for a while there weren't yeah but i think at this time there were and i was just still too lazy i was like ah whatever and then Cryptopia. like this and then Cryptopia got like uh hacked and taken down. Nah man, that's not how that went down. Just look at that name, Cryptopia. That was a scam from the beginning, bruh. They just robbed you blind. Sounds too you, good to be true. What are you like an eighty year old woman or some shit? You give out your email to random people who email you. Oh, you want my social security number here? You can have it. That's why I'm well, so afraid. You know, I'm so I afraid of anybody shit, dude. Boom, boomer <laughs> Jared over here. There was no I KYC did. for that site. <laughs> Just do, do do hardware wallets only. So, yeah, I mean, uh, everything else I have is hardware wallet. Well, yeah, but I don't want to have to run a full node, though. I'm like, you don't have to I run a full I'm, node. <laughs> what are you talking just about? Just to make sure that to make sure the Bitcoin when I pull it off the exchange, that it's like legit. Or you could just wait for it to confirm ten minutes later. Yeah, what are you talking about? You send was, it to your wallet. I was in, yeah, but I was instructed to run a node first and to see. If you were doing a lot of transactions, I think it would definitely help you speed up speed up the confirmations. But uh, but you also, when you run a node, you're actually providing a service to the network, you know, and like strengthening Bitcoin by running the node. So there's other reasons to run the node. Well, I don't. I I was too nervous. Really don't to. Well, because like the yeah, laptop that I have, I don't know. It's it's kind of old. I didn't want to like overload. It has it nothing that. to do. With, it has nothing to do with. That's not how it works, dude. I well, that's what I'm trying. To get. <laughs> I, break it I don't down, know Jared. what I'm doing. I don't Patrick, know what I mean, I'm if doing. If you send it to a wallet, you're sending like it doesn't matter where that wallet lives. It's it's just the address on the Bitcoin network. Yeah, I mean, right. if you have some, if you're getting like fraudulent Bitcoin addresses somehow, then yeah, I mean I, that could be concerning. But if you if you are confident in the wallet that you have and you're confident that's creating a Bitcoin address and you send it to that address and you got nothing to worry about, you don't need a full note. Yeah. I'm, I, that's why I'm nervous. Cause like the one, the one that you've been sending me that like a month, months ago. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, nothing wallet. to be nervous about that. Huh? Yeah. I'm just worried because like, I haven't gotten it yet. I've been meaning to do it. And every single time I have money, something always comes up and I was blown on something else. Lots of cocaine. Uh, and well, uh, I just, thing- one thing to remember with the hardware wallets is that certain attackers, if they have possession of your hardware wallet, might end up being able to break it eventually. There's uh, seems to be some conflicting information, but if they try hard enough, they might be able to like crack your ledger or your trezor if they have physical possession of it. Like well, they might I got my... extract your keys. 
Okay, uh, well, I got a top secret safe in my house. Well, I mean, if you have a if you have a Bitcoin wallet on your phone, that's even less secure than that. Yeah, see, right. I don't want that. I want to. I want to run your. Yeah, that's why I say like I want the cold one that you sent me. Like I want that one. Like I want to make sure it's something where no one else can get to it. Put it in my safe in my house. Lock I mean, it theoretically, up. yeah, you could have a hardware wallet that's like you know buried in the ground and uh, just send to it periodically and. As you say, like, no, nothing is 100% secure because eventually it, it has to connect to get the goddamn Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. So you could easily just say, take an old phone and set that up as your wallet and take off all of the like actual, basically set it to Wi Fi only and shut your Wi Fi off when you're not right. using it. And here you go, cold wallet, cold storage. Right. Yeah. But the, you know, with a phone, how many times have you fired it up and it's like, oh, an update's required? Oh, do you need to do the update this yeah. app? Oh, you need to update the OS. To you update gotta get a flip phone. Oh, you, you know, next thing you know, you're, 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 you've disconnected. Like that phone is not, not reliable. You know, it's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Over well, the that's long. Why I that Jared sent me the good one to get, so I might just do that soon because I need it. everything's on the exchange. All of my shit's on the exchange. Well, this is so. bullshit, Jared. You haven't sent me a good one to get. Do you want a good one to get? Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna be honest. When it gets to the hardware stuff. Every time I've asked people about the hardware, I get just the dumbest answers about shit. Like, just tell me what the fuck I need. I, Don't give me, oh, you can go with this company. I this personally company. Use doing the, something uh, cool. the, I, rec- I recommend the Trezor Classic, which I've used several of and have recommended them to others, and I've never had any problems. The, yeah, I have a Trezor and I have a Ledger, one, and I, I'd recommend both one. of them. There's a newer Trezor that has like a bigger, has its own like bigger screen. And yeah, it, that's yeah, what I have. And you have to try to type in. Do you have to type in your like on the device itself? Yeah, like so. In that, you actually are are typing it into the device instead of having to type it on your computer. Like you can basically but it's do really tiny, right? It's tiny. Yeah, I mean, if you're like an old boomer, then I wouldn't get that. But somebody, <laughs> if you're, yeah, if you're you fingers. <laughs> what if you got fat uh, fingers? You know, but you somebody yeah. I don't no, about it's fine. That on, on Someone complained about one, it, but. Uh, Trezor's got a lot of great security yeah, I can features. Show you guys what it looks like. Yeah, but that one's like how many? Like I got to like what is it in euros or or like or it's in pounds or something? I got to. I it's like two hundred pounds. This is the screen size on it. It's not that. It's not. It's not that's that small. It. It's that's the one. Big. I like the. Um, I don't know if there's any like security reasons to get that one over the older one, which is cheaper and just doesn't have that screen function. I guess. What's What's funny is that nobody here realizes that that wasn't really a Trezor. That was actually the controller to Otto's butt plug that Jared has. Yeah, <laughs> so that's the, vi- that's the vibrate it's like, feature. It's like the webcam Me. shit. Who holds Me. the private keys to Jared's ass? Every time you add to the Patreon, <laughs> every time you donate to the Patreon, Otto gets a, a little vibrate up the butt. Nee, nee. It's like when they drop the tokens in the oh. fucking web, webcam shit, chicks. I'm not going to lie. Anytime I have ever received money from doing the, a podcast, I'm like, it, it's about the same. It, it feels like that. It's like, oh, yeah. I'm all yeah. about that. We had somebody that uh, upped their uh, donation oh, because, yeah. because Alex used the word John. Yeah, he's saying and it reminded it reminded her of uh of her youth, I think, or something like that. Yeah, because she lived in the Maryland, Pennsylvania area. And well, so, obviously, she has a big crush on Alex, but you know that's understandable. Right? <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like the heartthrob of the show, right? Yeah, yeah. 
That beard, man. So wait, I thought that was my role. So what the hell is my role? This is the guy wearing the Hawaiian shirt. I know. I love this shirt. This shirt's fucking rocks. It looks comfy. Palm trees. Oh, uh, yeah. I need a guy Ready to a Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. Yeah. See my hat. Are the are the book boys still around? Is that? Yeah, look at my look at my hat. You see it? Got the AK on it. I think they got smart and realized that you know the CIA wants to kill them all, right? (laughs) And they probably stopped being so overt about their operations. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Smart. We move that camouflage Hawaiian shirts now to try to blend in. (laughs) (laughs) They just have like business suits with with uh, Hawaiian shirt prints on them. I'm a normal businessman. You know what we need are like, what if we had like special like rings or handshakes or way to identify each other like in the out in the real world? Like, are you down with the boob? Yeah. Uh, you mean like, like sick aisle? No, like, no. We need a secret like, <laughs> we you know, kind of like sick aisle. People used to signal each other or. We, we need graphic tees. What's graphic, that? We need graphic tees that just have igloos all over them. <laughs> or fiestas. Some, some display of an igloo, right? Like. If you're wearing like or like maybe a little lapel pin with an igloo. It could be anything, right? Or you know what? what no, what I would do. I, I would want mine to be like a an homage to the night Santa went crazy by Weird Al. Because it's only like you would know that. Right? Pulling a lot of things together, <laughs> like some dead reindeer on an igloo, and like. But we need them like like uh, you know the way that like uh, hobos would have like their own language and they would be like this is a safe house or they'll feed you here or don't go there like uh, their own like like language of, like hieroglyphics and you know just maybe we need something like that as this you know emerging underground culture of of, of an of certainly um, a, a, an unpopular class We're, we need to kind of draw from previous unpopular classes to see how they operated. Apparently James is older than I thought he was because I feel like hobo is a very like <laughs> archaic we call them bums now. And, oh, and I don't well, feel like they no, travel as much like riding the rails, hobo. you know, the traditional hobos. You know, you had that stick with the uh the bandana tied around yeah. it. And, uh you just an aesthetic to the to the old hobo. Right. <laughs> It's it's the like the official grifter look, you know. Yeah. Come back here again tomorrow. I'll teach you. I'll teach you again. What we call them like the what the home unstable or something like that. That's the PC term <laughs> or something like that. The home, uh, the home, the home challenged. Yeah. The the shelter challenged. Right. It's <laughs> <That's> ridiculous. <laughs> like like. <sighs> There's a, a great movie where he's, it's about grifters and the guy that pulls the old, you know. Yeah, come here tomorrow. Fifty cents a lesson. I'll teach you how to steal. And he hands him the money. He says, "Cool, come back again tomorrow. I'll teach you another one." Oh. <laughs> hey, I, I saw that for J.P. Sears um, in Philly. Did you see that? Eighty-five bucks for tickets for J.P. Sears. I did not see. That. That'd be awesome. Isn't he? A, he's like what a comedian, YouTube comedian. Yeah, he's he's good and. Um, He's but, interesting. He's got a like, bunch of shows. Evidently, he's quite pop. He must have a good following. Well, uh, so he pulled this thing, and I love that how this worked out because he was always, I think, more attractive to left-leaning people because he's a he's a life coach who picks on life coaches. That's how he got his start, right? And then all of a sudden, like the Trump stuff kind of started happening, and uh, he just went full on like right winger. 
just crazy, crazy into it. And uh, I don't think he, I don't feel like he lost his audience, which is weird. Like you'd think that they'd have turned on him and I don't think they did. So, so he think, was mocking like PC culture and stuff like that, right? I, I don't know. It's he, he's just very specific. Like I said, he technically just mocked life coaches, you know, the I'm saying it, new, it new age kind of shit. Well, yeah. Now he's like hardcore against, you know, left, left wing culture at all, you know, re- know the true story about vaccines and, you know, how awful power is and shit. Like he's definitely woke as hell. Say that. I think he's, he's so, definitely so like, could be one of like the rising like voices of, you know, like the Carlins of the, you know, or these famous like comedians oh, in history. We'll see, wow. you know, like, and like he's got a huge following. So well, have, have you guys ever watched like his old videos? What he used to do? Um, yeah. He had yeah. that like whole thing where he like, yeah, he dressed up like a, like a, one of those hippie, like life coach guys. And he oh, would, like, yeah. be like, Oh yeah, yeah. Like sit here and, you know, he was just making fun of that whole shit. But yeah, but and then I, I did start seeing videos that you're talking about where it seemed like he was like still going with the mockery thing, but it was more directed at well, like PC stuff. So I actually I was talking to Brett about this to hit him the other day, too. I don't know why he came up. So he actually is a life coach. Like that's what he did for a career, even while he was making like making comedy bits about life coaches. Hmm. So like he's out doing that in the day and then kind of like poking fun at what he does on YouTube. Um, he also he also has a podcast like where he gets, gets real fourth wall broken with you. He had Tucker Max on a bunch of months ago, and it was like a fantastic interview. Like nice. he does the Joe Rogan long form interview kind of thing, and he's a very very interesting guy. So I, I'm I'm super supportive of whatever the hell that guy's gonna end up doing, and you I hope hear- he converts people like crazy. You want to hear something funny? <laughs> I've never told anybody about this. But when I first saw JP Sears, like I thought that's who Mark Claire was from Lines of Liberty. <laughs> Pretty much. I just assumed I I don't know why. It was years and years ago. And I was just like, oh, is that is that Mark Claire? Like for a moment, like that's who I thought he was. I get so <laughs> excited to see that you guys are by the way finally working together. Cause I've like oh, been, yeah. I've been working for fucking two years to try and get them to have you guys on the show. Oh yeah, man, that was fun. Uh, I, as a matter of fact, I was just texting with them today in our. We had our little signal chat up uh, where we arranged the last podcast we did with them, and, and it was just I accidentally posted in there after because uh, I was I I was throwing hail marys out today because like I didn't want to overuse you, Nick. I I, I want to you know you because you, know. you, you want to keep your audience. I understand, man. I can't we can't depress everybody no, every episode. No, you know? no. I love having you on, but like I don't want to overdo it. You know, I I know you guys got lives to live and. I try not to try to drain you guys and make you guys feel committed. So I was just reaching out because everyone, of course, they're doing the Mother's Day bit, which I thought Jared's hilarious one-liner about Mother's Day made me laugh so hard. Jared, <laughs> uh, in, in that same group chat, he mentioned he was like, uh, "Mother's Day ends after brunch." <laughs> yeah, they were all like, they were all like, "Oh, I can't believe you're, you know, doing a podcast on Mother's Day." And I was like, I was like, "Dude, Mother's Day ends after brunch." <laughs> After, after mom has yeah. fed me, I'm done. Well, no, I, I mean, I fed, I fed mom, but um, oh, that's kind of yeah. weird. <laughs> yeah, that did come out kind of weird. But I'm just saying, I paid for, I paid for brunch. That's, that's a podcast. That's the past. That's the podcast title right there. I fed mom. <laughs> Ugh. Gross. 
Uh, I know, completely. As we were talking SNL earlier, now I'm all I'm thinking about is Mother Lover by fucking Andy Samberg and Justin Timberlake. Mother Lover. Happy Mother's yeah. Day. <laughs> oh, that's gross. Y'all got milfs, yeah. though. Huh? Right? Susan Sarandon. Got that milfs. Moms that you like to fuck, right? Because you have wives that are. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm like, are you talking about my butt? <laughs> You can fuck my mom if you want to. I don't know why you would, but your mom. <laughs> yeah, same right. here. I'm like, if you're into that, all right. I'll cool, let you, Jared. boy. Well, I didn't know Jared was a chubby chaser. You know, <laughs> I'm not. But I'll that's make the whole reason why I'm on the podcast, guys. You didn't know that. Yeah. Every woman has her charms. Oh. <laughs> oh. Even Hillary. Human woman. <laughs> he's like I don't. I, he's like I don't go reptilian over here, folks. <laughs> I don't go cross. I don't go interspecies. <laughs> so you, it's, it's, have you ever fucked metal? What if I kill me? I'm not into cold blooded. You know, like that's just. Yeah. Oh, is, 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 is it like Dark City up in here, where she's just part of a hive mind and is actually just a reanimated corpse? Oh. Hmm. Remember uh, the South Park where they uh, somebody snuck a snook up her sniz? Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was a great episode. Oh no, I I do not. And somebody had to that. go in and disarm it, and they're like, "I'm not sending my men in there." <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was that Hillary? Or was that Oprah? That was Hillary. Oh damn! That's Is there funny. a difference between those two? Yeah. Like no. superficially yes but pigments about it they're, they're both on the on the epstein island well, team <laughs> i don't know has oprah killed anybody is that verified yes, yes. Well, she's probably lured quite a few to their death on epstein's island i mean mm, it's possible i mean do you, do you get into like the whole boule and you know the black illuminati kind of shit what? i didn't know there was a black illuminati what? that's cool uh, I mean, <laughs> can I can I join? Part of the white, the no, white dude, I mean, square as fuck. Yeah, I, go and look at like a lot of black comedians, and look at the trajectory of their careers, and they hit a certain point, and after that certain point, they all apparently lose their minds and do crazy shit, like run down the middle of a freeway, shooting at people in your boxers. Or all of a sudden, up and move to Africa and lose billion million dollar contracts. Um, yeah, there's a lot of speculation about like, basically, if you don't want to play ball uh, and teach black people to live the way that the certain black people want to live, then uh, you know you get taken out. Cosby was implicated. I know Cosby was implicated in it. Oprah's been implicated in it. You know, it's 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 all your typical conspiracy stuff, though. So, so what is their what is the role of Cosby and Oprah in this in this model? Oh, they're the ones that run it. And if you don't want to tow the message, then they take you out. I could just, I could see like Bill Cosby. He's in charge of like coming up with like drugs to fuck with you, right? Like, <laughs> like he's the pharmacist of the operation, right? Like he's like mixing up like uh, like potions to sedate people or uh, said. Have you ever listened to Monica Perez's like take on the whole Bill Cosby thing? No, no, I can oh, only dude. imagine. Well, she, I think she thinks he's innocent. Yeah, I, I, I would assume so. Just like every other, 
every other guy I work with at, <laughs> at my job, they all are like, he's innocent. He didn't do nothing. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, I, I don't, I don't know. You think it's just because they, uh, they're just loyal because they're fans and they, yeah, they, you know, like they just can't accept it, you know, or a little bit, yeah. Well, R. Kelly didn't do it. If you, if you, if you watched that Chappelle's bit where he's talking about what he needs to believe that R. Kelly did it, and he's like, I, <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe if you got him on a video while my grandmother's holding up the newspaper, pointing out the date, <laughs> fifteen of my homies are in the background, <laughs> and then maybe I'll believe it. <laughs> oh, dude. What sucks but, you know, is like I, I can't perform R. Kelly like I used to be able to at shows. I have to wait until people are even more drunk than I used to, and it sucks. Really, people get that triggered? Do people get triggered about all kinds of crazy shit? I mean, yeah, that's big true. big pun is safe because big pun was just a fat guy who died. So that's all I can always lean on that. But you know, I like to. I didn't, I didn't know that. Um, being a DJ could come with like hazardous duty. Oh no, I'm 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 not a DJ. DJing is for people who don't know how to play music. Apparently, um, what do you, we do. I do acoustic shows, but I like to do hip hop covers of covers of R. Kelly. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's fun. Until and unless, not popular. Oh no, they used to be incredibly popular, but the problem is, is because of like that interview or that documentary that came out a year or two ago, a lot of people turned on him. And so, like, they have to be really drunk before they stop trying to put on airs about how much they like him. So you gotta wait until they're pretty trashed and aren't, aren't trying to like pretend that they don't like R. Kelly anymore. Same thing with Michael Jackson. Like, they had that that documentary about him that kind of triggered people a little bit more. He's still you don't like Michael Jackson, if, even if he's like guilty of what he's accused of. There, there are people that really don't think he should play Michael Jackson anymore. I just think he let's just say, and I'm not saying I know that he's guilty because I don't really know, but uh, let's just hypothetically, if 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 say somebody famous, a famous performer was guilty like that, um, would it shouldn't listen to their songs anymore? I think you shouldn't just rape kids, huh? I just think you shouldn't rape kids, you know, don't do that. I think that's awesome. or maybe don't try and agree to that part. I don't think that's don't, really. Don't try and murder your wife. Don't do that. You know, Tim, was that Tim? Well, I think it's okay to listen to music after someone does made, something. Well, there may know. be reasons for that. You know, but I can separate music from the people. Yeah, the art from the artist. Yeah, or yeah. actors or authors. Right. I mean, yeah. Like, just assume that yeah. most most people. Are pieces of shit. So if, if we want art, we've got to accept. What's, they... what's funny is we're talking about separating the art from the artist, and we were talking about Gigi Allen before we got on on the show today. You know, <laughs> well, that can, you, is... can you do that with Gigi Allen? No, I don't think you can. He he is the uh, art. Yeah, could, you, yeah. could you look at one of George Bush's oil paintings and admire it for its artistic value? I'd be looking for the hidden drones in it. <laughs> I know they're in there. I'd be looking Look for, for the, the weapons art. Yeah, weapons of mass destruction value, first of all, which would be zero. Okay. Because right. there's crap. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but what if you went to uh, what if you went to Otto's house and he just had one hanging up on the wall? Just like, like a right next to Hitler's like 
Hitler's paintings. Yeah, dude. You just got like Hitler was better. I think Hitler is better than George Bush as a painter. Probably. <laughs> what the hell are we even talking anybody about here now? Chairman Mao's paintings. Like we ought to like we ought to do like a like a like. That's what I'm saying. You go to fill. You go to Otto's house, and it's just like among the worst tyrants to see yeah. like how, what their art looks like. Otto's just got a whole wall of tyrants of of ty- uh, tyrannical art. <laughs> You got you got to see his Xi Jinping, which was just a, it was weird because it was a, a plank of wood with a banana, a banana stapled to a piece of wood, with a little honey drizzled on it. Wow, that sounded kind of racist. Hmm. Not sure why. Really that one. Abraham, I don't know why. It just kind of did. I didn't, I didn't get it, but I think oh, it was okay. Racist. Oh, oh, here. So because because the Chinese people hate black people, as evidenced by Disney's constantly taking black people out of all their posters for China. Really? And the honey is a reference. Yeah, you didn't know yeah. that? No, like, I know what honey is a reference for. Finn is either. What, honey's for Winnie the Pooh? Yeah, and honey was the Winnie the Pooh reference. <laughs> gotcha. They take black people out of the promo posters for the Chinese. Oh, yeah, dude, you know, it was a huge thing. The Star Wars movies, you know how Finn was a fairly large yep. character. Album. They either took him off or shrank him all the way in the background for all of their Chinese promo materials. They also, Black Panther is in full mask. Yeah, on the cover as opposed to having the mask off like he is in the American version of the poster. Yeah, no, they, they hate black people over there, apparently. Or at least they in media, like media they do. They hate black Weird. people in here, over here. Sounds too. like Otto's house. Well, how do they rank against, like, Uyghurs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a good question. As far as I know, they're not the ones in concentration camps. But... Just don't oh, talk a... about it with Scott Horton, all right? <laughs> well, no, dude, so, so here's the problem with the Uyghur situation. Because how much of that's real and how much of that is the CIA? Yes, thank you. Like, very good question. Um, that stuff's been talk- talked about for years, but if you, I was watching somebody, they were saying if you actually follow all of the, all of the people that have talked about it, it all goes back to like this one article written by this one guy who happens to have CFR connections. So maybe it's real. You're saying the only know. evidence is one article? I find that hard to believe. Uh, no, no, any it's the source that everyone sources back to. He, it's this, it goes back to like this one. No guy. one's it was good, no one's been over there and taken pictures or anything. So you're not like, allowed. You're not allowed. Well, definitely ask Scott Horton about it. If anybody yeah. knows the details, it'd be Scott. Well, he's well. The the funny thing about that is, is he, he was on Spike Cohen's podcast on the Muddy Waters Network and. The apparent, and I saw it sucks because it showed up on my phone. It says he's live, you know, Sc- uh, Spike Cohen's live now with Scott Horton. I'm like, oh, cool. I'm going to listen to this podcast when I, you know, when it, po- when it posts on my, you know, my, my iPhone. And it never did. And then apparently what had happened was those two got into it about the Uyghurs. And Scott got so pissed because Scott thinks like kind of like in the, the same vein where kind of me and Nick are where like what CIA propaganda and what's not like we don't know. And right. I guess Spike was like, no, like, you know, it's not propaganda. It's actually happening. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't hear it. That's the thing. It sucks. Well, I didn't hear it. Well, I'd like to hear from both of them on the subject. So. That's the same thing as like everyone who freaked out back in the day about Venezuela and, mm-hmm. you know, that whole guy that was the made the president of Venezuela. Juan by Guaido. The, yeah. And you're like. <laughs> Everything just seems too easily a pretext to go and send a fucking military to get involved. Like that's that's yeah. the problem. Yeah, but I mean, 
I don't know the odds of uh, the odds of U.S. military action in China. I think are pretty fucking tiny. But uh, at least at, at this all point, all kinds of actions involving China are happening constantly when it comes. Of course, to yeah, yeah. There's economic warfare going on every day sure. around China, and and cutting off China's access to resources in certain regions of the world. So it's not a hot war, but. And yeah, just to be clear, sure. there's a lot yeah. there's a lot of issues that we're gonna have if, if China decides they really want to go balls deep in this because of our tech situation. There's all of our modern tech runs off of shit that's only available in China or in nations that China but has buddied up to in Africa. So like all of our modern cell phones, all the fucking Wi-Fi shit that we use, like all of it, like can't even be manufactured without China involved in it. Like we have chipsets. That well, that's we what I'm saying. I mean, that's like, kind of what yeah. I'm getting at. Is like, it's a little bit more delicate than like, well, let's just manufacture. Like, okay, invading Venezuela, that's no big deal for the U.S. military, right? There's no, there's no repercussion for that, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, doing something in China, well, yeah, I mean, even if it's hot, cold, whatever, like it's, it's, it's going to have serious consequences. Well, yeah, they want to. You more know, I don't like dead. to think anything negative said about any country is automatically cia propaganda i mean you do have to kind of do that, that fact check on it and say like is this potentially cia propaganda well, sometimes let's it is but not every well, time well, let's put out a message to our friends that are listening to the podcast we have a lot of punk rock libertarian fans in china let's just let them know that <laughs> regardless of whatever bullshit that the u.s government and the chinese government are pulling that uh there's no reason we're we can't be friends and trade freely. We've got cryptocurrency now. Like you guys are making chips. Sounds like there's a bunch of assholes like trying to interfere and trying to uh, like serve their own agendas. When really, just we just need, you know, let's open up some ports. Start sending some boats over. Start ignoring the tariffs, the any bans, the taxes. Let's. Uh, whenever you're ready, guys. You know. <laughs> There's an awful lot more of you than there are us. So. Yeah. How about uh, remember the? Uh, how about a sanctuary city, where we have a sanctuary port city, like some grumpy city, you know, maybe um, Portsmouth, New Hampshire, right, or Portland, Maine, or you know, or North Carolina or Florida or something. <laughs> Anything with port in the city name. <laughs> yeah. Well, actual I, I, port. I, don't, I don't want to be the one to point out the obvious problems when you say city immediately. The things that they're sanctuaries to aren't usually things that I'm ecstatic about. So. But what if they were sanctuaries to, for instance, foreign tariffs and trade embargoes and bullshit like that? Where we where they some some mayor just said, you know what, we're opening up the port to any Chinese vessel, you know, like regardless, we're you know um, we're, we're actually kicking out the State Department or whoever's going to regulate this bullshit. Well, Wouldn't that many, just be nullification at that point? No, yeah. no. So so here's how many of you guys follow any of the uh, like new kind of city planning things that have been going on? Like the, they've offered up. Thing like uh, what? What is it like? Private city, private cities, and things like that. I want to say was it Nevada was actually offering, offering land to start private cities for whatever reason you want to, and giving you some latitude on the laws that were going to be enforced within the jurisdiction. This the idea being similar to like the special economic zones in China, 
which when you think of like Hong Kong or um, Taiwan, which they consider yeah. special economic zones, and look what those fucking cities did, because they basically just were given carte blanche to ignore the more restrictive rules of the mainland. I mean, that's ultimately like, the Hong Kong thing sucks, but it also sucks for China because the more they fuck that up, the less they're going to be a strong economic power. Like, it's just that was what made them their money. Like, being able to rob the blind, rob them blind of one of the wealthiest cities in the world was <laughs> a pretty useful thing. Well, I mean, it and, seems kind of like that. That's happening all over the world right now. It like, is. Look at the way they like destroyed Manhattan recently, you know, like. Um, yeah, you know, but I think that's on purpose. Because, man, the, all that, all those industrial buildings that you reuse for those big businesses that are now all working from home, they're going to be able to fit a lot of pods in those buildings. <laughs> some cheap, affordable housing. <laughs> so you mean like, get, a, like Matrix style uh, uh, pods? <laughs> or, uh, well, no, that's no, what they call Millennial the, pods. That's what they call they're the, like, the, the they're housing. Like hostels. Yeah, they're like hostels. Well, um, are people are they buying up like blocks of Manhattan real estate now? Yeah, I don't know that. I don't know that it's happened quite yet, but there is going to be a reckoning. Is I think it's because of the, it hasn't really taken place because we have the uh, what do you call it rental? Um, what they put it in place for COVID? You can't evict people oh, like eviction ban. Yeah, the moratorium. Yeah, the, moratorium. moratorium. The, minute that sh- the minute that shit ends officially, and yeah. those companies don't go back to their their leases, someone's going to need to get rid property. of it. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of available property, and the cheap, easy, cheapest, and easiest way to do that's make affordable housing. And so you know that's what's going to do, and they're going to get rules relaxed on how what they can do because New York doesn't want isn't going to want to lose the revenue of having those places be businesses or making money. So I, I think you're, you're, it's the first step to really getting the smart cities that they want. But I mean, if you're, if you're like a, like multi-generational, like rich family with a long time horizon, you're probably just waiting for like to get the best possible deal you can on Manhattan real estate, knowing, exactly. knowing that what it's going to be in, in 50 years from now, like you know, it's it's going to be still going to be Manhattan. Like it's not going to go. Probably not going to sink into the sea yet. Oh no, it's never. That's the thing. I don't think it'll ever sink into the sea. They're they're working on their smart cities initiative. They want more people in the cities. They want to get the people out of the country. Like if you watch their videos, like their promote their promotional materials when they're talking about like well, yeah, all those those sad people out there who didn't get with the program, and you know they have their sad lives. They they think they're better off and they don't understand all the good stuff that we have here. That's the and way they talk about people that don't want to move there. Seven, eight B. Yeah. Dude, I'm telling you, you, you go read your great, great reset shit, man. Dude, I saw a FEMA bus, uh, just parked at this park and ride, like on the right by my house. Did you hump it a little? I wanted to like, it? I, I've never wanted to have an RPG on it? more. No, I was driving. I just like, can you imagine? Just, uh, like, why would that stop you? Blow it up. Yeah, why didn't you, you put come a bomb for? on what it? What are you coming for? I know. Like, just what kidding. are you doing here, Mr. Just FEMA? kidding, CIA. This is a comedy show. Speaking <laughs> of Great Reset, uh, you, will, you will own nothing and be happy, right? Isn't that the slogan? Exactly. You will own right. nothing, have no privacy, and be happy. Okay. Now... <clears throat> 
Pete Kionez just mentioned it. Didn't he have like a show like blocked on Spotify? One of his podcast episodes. Oh yeah. Yeah. For what? Actually on the great reset, like an episode. No, I don't think so. I think it was about that got banned. I think it was vaccines. No, no, it wasn't the vaccine. It was was just listen to it. Um, Crap. I don't have my phone. All right, check it. Well, you know what? Maybe <laughs> we can figure that out as we move that. over to the after hours. That's right. Get some transition because we're coming up on all it, guys. Right. We didn't talk about shit in this podcast. I mean, we yeah. did. We had a lot you of save good all things. the good content for after hours now. Yeah, motherfuckers. I saw the title of last week's and I meant that you know last week's after hours when I couldn't make it and you guys were what was the title? Oh, shit, I don't know. Something about me. I don't. Nick's laughing. I don't. I think he remembers. <laughs> you, you didn't listen. Oh uh, yeah. No, I didn't listen to it yet. I just saw it pop up in my email. I'm like you motherfuckers. Well, Trash if you're not here, we, that's the rules. You know, we. I don't even remember what we talked about. To be completely honest, but no, no Phil was. Know. We couldn't remember. We couldn't film or or. Oh no, uh, Phil could not be or Otto could not be on the show because like his wife because his wife had to go to bed. And so we were mo- we were making fun of him like having like like not being able to have sex for a while for a long time. I being think, like yeah, a, I being just, a premature ejaculator. Well, those Otto's disappointing sex tape. Yeah, that's the go. title. Right. Marriage well, advice. Right, I Woodstock stumbled over that explanation, but yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. For our show here, we're gonna leave the camera on tonight. Okay. Oh yeah, so, we're leaving it on, baby. Our <sighs> camera is gonna be on the whole after hours show, so you get <laughs> a fucking <laughs> lit. You get, I get to tell you guys all sorts of fun stuff too on the after hours. And if you want to listen to it, I suggest you guys go over to our Patreon. Please sign up for as little as a dollar a month. You get to listen to this awesome episode. We're gonna we're gonna record it right after this. Um, and if you guys don't like using Patreon, uh, please check out prlfans.com. There's other ways to donate to the show. Dude, just just fans. go send Jared sixty bucks right now. Secure the next year. That's what you should do. There you go. Send him sixty bucks. Do it. Yeah, send me fifty. I need money send to get to Pittsburgh. I don't have to suck dick hitchhiking. Don't send it in Doge to get to Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah. Do not send Please. it in Dogecoin. There's all sorts of yeah. Don't. Send it. I'll accept your Dogecoin if anybody wants. To <laughs> send James all of your Dogecoin. All, all of it. All of it. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, please check out that. Um, and if you guys could also go over to libertariancountry.com, we have t-shirts for sale. Use the code PRL or PRL podcast for a 10% discount or spend $50 or more and get yourself a 20% discount with the code PRL2. Uh, this podcast was brought to you by Hidden in Plain Sight by Moral Bob. I haven't seen him in a while. I wonder what he's up to. Probably, he probably got banned on social media. Moralizing yeah. somewhere. <laughs> yeah. He's bobbing, he's bobbing about. <laughs> Sounds about and, right. Uh, <laughs> well, until next time, live free or die. Stay this is good break with the blood that is shed. Drenching the flies on the tax bombs and bread. Once it's by a few at the expense of the many. So do the gods and the machine. You can't justify killing by economic gain For God, country, and democracy You can put freedom in death point in a fine land You support the troops that bring them home I believe the jokes will do the best for you And I believe that we have the power Have the power I hate the state And I know I'm a slave We have
make the break, break the power, break the power. Society of individuals, nothing more than not interference with natural rights. What's a virtuous person fully comprehends the non-aggression principle?